0: And welcome back to the Cover Three podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Barton Simmons. I'm Chip Patterson. Danny Cannell could be joining us uh, here in just a little bit. It's been a very, very hectic few hours on CBS Sports HQ here in the CBS Sports podcast Cover Three land on CBS The we we tried. We tried to start this once, uh, our emergency podcast for the big 10 announcing that it was going to cancel the 2020 fall season. It hopes to play in 2021. And then very shortly after that news broke, uh, the PAC 12 follows suit, uh, expected that the Pac-12 was short on the Big Ten's heels. We've gotten to hear from Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. We've gotten to hear from Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott. I've been just getting through the uh, health and well-being considerations for Pac-12 institution, the official return to play considerations document. I appreciate the Pac-12 for releasing that. Uh, So you know, anything we can glean from that, we'll be sure to share here. But first, uh, as this is emergency podcast style, uh, barton i'll throw it to you first how how's the news hitting you and how's it settling with you as uh as as we sit here awaiting to see if the big 12 ends up giving a a thumbs up or thumbs down uh, with its university presidents meeting in about an hour
2: i mean it's pretty devastating it's pretty like my whole household is just sort of just down like even as we you know as we hit this uh as you hit the and welcome back to the cover 3 podcast you know you, you had a little less less juice in your voice you know a little there's a little undertone of you know we're not as excited to be here right now having this discussion so it just sucks man and um, i think the the disappointing part and and i can't and I, look if we're disappointed i can only imagine the disappointment in those locker rooms and 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 meeting rooms and um the the way they've been kind of jerked around over the last several months, uh, all the effort that those players have put into staying, you know, uh, disciplined within the protocol, um, and and then I think again, like you go back to us, like it sort of felt like for us, there was some momentum that this could turn maybe and at least get delayed instead of instead of canceled completely, and and now look, if, if we sort of feel. Um, Feel feel unsettled with just the the back and forth of the last 48 hours. I can only imagine uh, what the emotions have been like within those programs over the last several months. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of angles to go with it. I think the first though for me is just a um, I'm just in more I'm just mourning right now yeah. the the loss of a football season and the loss of, of what what has been just uh, you know our our a lifestyle for us um, with the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, as as I said on HQ earlier before we were able to start recording, it's a very sad day for college football, but it's just another in what have been a long line of sad days for, you know— this country and for the world since this pandemic became a real thing and started spreading across the globe. And it finally got here and it, you know, it impacted us right away. We lost the NCAA tournament because of it. We lost sports for a few months because of it. And now as you saw, like there was the report from Pete Thamel today that yesterday, which is Monday, depending on when you're listening to this on Monday night, the big 10, the, the leaders of the conference got together and had a, a Zoom meeting in which they started to discuss You know, hypothetical situations for if they could postpone the season until the spring, what they could do. And when I saw that tweet, my brain nearly exploded at the idea that the NCAA tournament was canceled five months ago. And these guys sat around for five months before trying to figure out contingency plans for their football season. I mean, there's so much stupidity involved in that idea, if those reports are true, in that what we've seen a lot of in this country, unfortunately, when it comes to this pandemic, is instead of taking the the pain-in-the-ass steps to address the situation and what we were told from the very beginning, what we had to do to kind of put the clamps down on this, not kill it, not stop it, but at least get it down to a level where we'd be able to have a somewhat normal existence. Everybody instead just kind of sat there, crossed their fingers and hoped it would go away and it didn't go away. And it's costing us a college football season, just another, you know, another loss because of this pandemic and because of the way we have not taken it seriously enough. We just thought it was, you know, there's a lot of, I don't don't want to, uh, there's a lot of American arrogance in that eh, that, that happens to, you know, crappy countries that wouldn't happen here. Well, it turns out viruses don't really care about borders, and they don't really care about your economy, and they don't really care whether you're a democracy or you know a, or a, a socialist country or your fascist country. They just care about getting in your body, making you sick, and killing some of you. That's their whole existence. And we were too arrogant to think that it wouldn't affect us, and it has. And it has completely turned our society upside down. Not just in sports, but in the world in general. All three of us on this podcast, and Danny when he joins us, we all know people who have lost their jobs because of this pandemic not just in the sports world just period we all know people who have probably been sick because of this virus we might know some people who have died due to this virus or know people who do know people who have died and now college football is the latest victim of it, and they can talk all they want about, oh, we're just going we're, we're, we're to maybe play in the spring, but they're doing the same thing they, sp- they spent the last five months doing. They're just kicking the can further down the road, telling themselves that, you know, we're going to take some time and try to figure things out, but you don't have any more time. It's pretty clear you can't play this spring. Urban Meyer was on Big Ten Network just before we started recording saying there's no way in hell they could play football this spring. If you play in the spring, you're not just losing the 2020 season, you're impacting this season and you're impacting next season because you can't play two full seasons within a 12 month span. So you're going to have two shortened seasons. So the reality of the situation is, and maybe, you know, we don't, most people don't want to admit it yet, but we're not going to have football this spring, guys. We might have football in the fall. I hope we have football in the fall, but we're not going to have it in the spring, no matter what anybody is saying or crossing their fingers or hoping is the case right now. It's just not a feasible situation until we start handling our problems elsewhere because college football and sports isn't the biggest problem right now. We just, in our area, the three of us, because it's what we do, it's our biggest problem. But in the, grand, in the bigger picture, it's not the biggest problem in the country right now, folks. I think you could
0: get a six-game season.
2: Yeah, it would just be it would be significantly truncated and it would have to and you per, and you might have to delay the start in the fall. Now, the the thing with like running clock,
0: is, we we go full spring practice, all right? We're going spring practice scoring listen, style. I said on the last episode, the I don't want to watch 7
1: on 7, okay? <laughs>
0: No, no, we can get it going in the trenches, but, you know, the defense gets to score points with third down stops. You know, we won't... (laughs) No, but...
1: Now now we're not playing football, though. We're playing some silly made-up
0: game. So they're... the, there is, it is frustrating that even the idea of spring football, uh, there's, there's no details on it. I don't think that there's necessarily a rush there. But my understanding is that even the idea of entertaining a spring season is not at all thinking it's a 12-game season. And not at all thinking that you're going to have bowl season and playoffs and everything else. And I did find it interesting. Uh, so the Big Ten still going to be able to do 20 hours a week. And the mm-hmm. big 10 is still going to be maintaining uh, very regular testing protocols. They're still going to have all their facilities open. They're still going to have all their support staff. And did y'all see that Jim Harbaugh through the press conference was holding practice?
2: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's just <laughs> going. He's, he will have, they will run so many, uh, maze and blue scrimmages at, Michigan this fall, and I don't know if Big Ten Network's going to put them on TV or not, but uh, it seems like where uh, it was reported at Michigan State, they were players taking their stuff out of facilities and trash bags. At Michigan, uh, they are just going to keep practicing because they are allowed to practice for 20 hours a week. And I think that uh, Ohio State released the specific informations about the, the testing protocol that they are going to continue, the same stuff that they were doing leading up to this announcement. So... I am encouraged that at least the universities are not, and I cannot confirm for the Pac-12, uh, but I would hope that they are also following in this, that the universities aren't bailing on the college football players. And that, uh, I rip, Barton, some of your points yesterday about the like psychological aspects and advantages of being a part of a team resonated with me. I thought about it a, a lot after the show and, and editing it. And so... As these announcements come out, I am hopeful that they stay committed to allowing as long as you're able to continue and and get no positive tests, um, which is going to be a big, 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 big challenge as the semester unfolds and they don't have games and kids are everywhere. But if they are able to do it, that they would at least be able to still have team activities, goals, um, you know, ways that you can line up uh, specific tangible things, even if there's not a game there.
2: So the, all right, like, cause I, I, I made the point yesterday that I, I do believe that players are safer within a football team in part because of all those protocols in place. Um, and, and so, yes, there is sort of a, a counterpoint to that in the sense that, okay, they're not playing, they're not, ha- they're having more social distance guidelines, they're not having contact with other teams, but the protocols are still in place. So. Uh, that argument is proven invalid. Um, I think the two things I would say to that one thing I would say to that is is ultimately it's all those protocols are nice and they are a, a part of what I believe makes a player safer within the football system than outside of the football ecosystem. But ultimately, what really makes those guys safer, I mean, yes, the 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 contact tracing and the all right quarantining of, of players and all that stuff is, is is important, and it doesn't really go on at this high uh, in the same um, magnitude within the student body. Um, but the 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 accountability and the collective incentive to stay focused and stay disciplined is is ultimately what really was going to keep those guys safe and you talked about the still have the 20 hour a week rule or whatever. And they're basically continuing practice. Like you're on miss, Mich- you're, you're, you're a Michigan, you're a Michigan right, player, but, but you're applying
0: right. like, like, this is where we start to stretch it a little bit. Like if you're going to give them credit for having that during a season, then I think you should give them credit for having that same mentality outside of the season. No, but that's my
2: point is, all right, you're a Michigan, you you play football for the university of Michigan and today, and you've been, adhering to these protocols for the last two months trying to get yourself a season and you just got news today your season is done yeah and coach harbaugh says hey guys like see you tomorrow but make sure you stay focused and stay disciplined we want to stay safe are you kidding me
1: i I mean if i'm just saying
2: if if i'm if i'm a player i'm like thanks coach our season's donezo i'm gonna see you guys at the pub or i'm gonna see you guys at whatever like old boy's apartment and, and let's like, let's, let's, I mean, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. it's different. Like when you are, when you're collectively aligned and holding each other accountable because you are all like, like charging forward for a common purpose and goal, you're going to stay, you're going to stay focused on the prize. And, and with that, without that incentive, without that carrot there to act like these guys are going to continue to act like act different from other college students I, I think is 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 inaccurate, and so, at the risk of continuing guy, to yeah. at, at the risk of continuing to drive home this this uh, argument, like I I was thinking about this because and I'll say this too, because this argument could be incorrect. Like this perspective could be, as with all this stuff, it just could be wrong, and and I acknowledge, acknowledge that. But what's interesting to me is we've now got an opportunity where all right, the Big Ten is not playing, the Pac-12 is not playing. As of now, the SEC is playing. The ACC is playing. I think we all believe that there will be the beginning of a season for the SEC and the ACC, whether they finish one or not. And we could we could see a, a scenario in which we we were sitting there watching, like whether or not these football players, at because according there's this, apparently they're still going to test. So we could sit there and compare. Okay. Here's what the testing looks like for a team without any incentive, without any reason to continue to, to follow the strict protocols. And here's what it looks like with the season, with a team that's in season, has something to play for, is 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 playing against opponents week in week out. My hunch, and it could, again, it could be it could be off base. My hunch is that the the teams that are playing are the ones that are going to be safer. The teams that aren't are going to see their numbers spike. And so again, I understand. And then like, there's a lot to get to in terms of like the medical reasons why these decisions were made and they're understandable and like, they're compelling, but there's some, there's some, there's some personal, like, uh, like, like human element to this that I think is, is, is hard to grasp and hard to, to, to really quantify. And I was just thinking like, personally, like if my kid was, if I had a, 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 a a child that was in college or if I was in college, that would be personal. Like if I was in college and if I was on a football team versus if I was in college and not on a football team, I feel like I got sit here at, at home. Like we've had a, a you have two chips. So you had a pregnant wife and you now had a newborn. And like, we've been quarantined for basically six, six months. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got my, my in-laws are immunocompromised. You know, like my parents, I, I see a lot and they're, they're old. And so like there's all these <laughs> there's all these reasons <laughs> there's all these reasons why like I have I have a purpose for this quarantine like I have a purpose for for, for staying focused on 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 not exposing myself I I know for I know for sure that if, if, if I was single right now or if uh I, if my wife wasn't pregnant or whatever like or if my parents lived out of town I'm not saying I'd be reckless I wouldn't be on Broadway you know on a, a stage front but I'd be I'd be hitting I'd be going to dinner I'd be seeing friends I'd be I'd be I would be living a, a different lifestyle than I am when I have someone holding me accountable and a purpose to live that. But if I'm in college, if I don't have football anymore, I'm getting so. Uh, again, I'm sorry to go back on that tangent, but I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of dismissiveness of that point by people that are saying, well, they're still going to be on campus, or well, like look, look like I think it's I still think it's valid.
1: So you I, I would be let on Danny the jump in here in a second but I want to just go on record real quick. I am not expecting the ACC and SEC to start their seasons this year. I don't do think not so? think they will play. Damn no.
3: it. Come on, Tom, come on. That's our <laughs> one saving grace is that cuz I do think like and here's the selfish part of me is like we always get the reference to science, right? You know like if you, you know, well don't you buy into the science? Science typically is having Two or three or four different scenarios, and then playing them out to see which works best. If we don't get those, we'll never know. Like we'll never know what could have been. So that—that's just a side note that if we don't get that, because I, I would love to see the SEC and ACC pull this off in the Big Twelve. I would love to see them try. South Bend are using the players as
1: lab rats.
3: No, agree. But I mean, well, because right, they're going to be on campus anyway. They're still like. The hurdle hurdle is you're
1: saying, but I just don't think I mean, like, I agree. Science is pretty much just the continuous process of proving yourself wrong over and over and over again. And I do think that we need more data. It's just I don't think college football players should be the data.
2: Right. But they're not. But 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 they're not lab rats. If we're sitting there telling you, like saying that we Or look, I'm just saying, I believe that the path that is being taken by the Big Ten and the the Pac-12 is less safe than the alternative. So in my opinion, the alternative path, I hope, is pursued so that we can so, – so that then we can perhaps find out that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 took the wrong path and and that perhaps and, – and that perhaps then you might see a, a spring season because they'll say, well, look, look, the, the, the SEC and the ACC did it. The players were safe. Our guys didn't. We actually had more, more positive tests. We, we made the wrong choice. I'm but not saying it because I just think like like you know like let's just randomize it and see what happens. I, but I also
3: I, think the lab rats have already been running around the cages. I mean, they've already been there on campus working out, you know, having workouts. We've seen positive outbreaks at Clemson, at Bama, at, at several schools. We've seen some schools like Michigan, as Jim Harbaugh put out the press release, have had really successful off seasons. Now that would change obviously with games. Uh, but that's ten Saturdays. You'd have three to four hours with significant risk. But The hope would be that with the testing that would be in place, monitoring their symptoms, that you would lower that risk significantly than if they were, again, kind of to Barton's point, just students on campus where they're interacting every day with people who aren't tested, who possibly could be asymptomatic, you know, walking around as well.
0: The big test, uh, from my understanding, in, in the mentality inside the ACC, wanting to not join with the announcements this week is... Get the kids on campus and see what happens, and that is the experiment. Like it's it's not even the like. Let's start a game. If the ACC programs are able to get through, like right now, if they're able to get through the next three weeks, yeah, I could see I could see a couple games getting in. I could see an ACC uh, season getting rolling, but I could also see the ACC canceling its season on September first if we see as the kids come to campus, all of a sudden we've got half the league in quarantine. So, to me, uh, I still think that there can be ACC, SEC, and Big 12 football, but I also recognize that whether or not it happens is going to be decided by the next couple
1: weeks. I want to make one point, too, based on what you're saying. Because college football is college football. So it gets most of the attention because college athletics are entertainment for people. But, you know, there's a lot of we we talk about it and everybody talks about like the players being exploited because college sports are an industry. And I think what you just mentioned, Chip, is the same thing. But the schools don't get nearly the amount of attention it is because college is an industry now. It's right. no longer really about education. It's about getting as many kids as we can coming to our school who are paying us ridiculous amounts of money every semester so we can give them a piece of paper that's worth less than it's ever been before at this point because Everybody's going to college now. So they want those kids on campus because they don't want to lose the money, which is exactly why they want the football to happen, because they don't want to lose the money. But the schools and the, you know, the actual boards of trustees do not get their feet put to the fire like athletic departments do for doing the same damn thing that the athletic departments are doing, just trying to get their money out of it. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess, great, everybody's elaborate then, terrific. Totally,
3: I, and that's, I think that's a fantastic point you make, Tom, because it, there is hypocrisy in what the Big Ten and Pac-12 are doing if they allow students on campus, because they, I think this is all about the optics that people are paying attention to college football. We have the president weighing in. You have it making national headlines. They want to appear to be protecting their student-athletes I, you bring up a great point and I, I, I've been very vocal on social media and more than I have been in the last four or five months. And it's both good and bad because I've been getting blasted on there. But a lot of people have pointed out, well, are, well, how is it okay that you can exploit, you know, the difference is well, you're exploiting those athletes to make millions, well, isn't it exploitation overcharging for tuition mm-hmm. and still allowing them? I mean, there's like, there's, there's an incredible amount of hypocrisy. Do you think when, you know, cause I think, hopefully we hear some of the more specific medical evidence of why they didn't want to go forward with this. I, I really believe it's about the one and, and it's what if the one person, God forbid died on your watch or was hospitalized and fighting for their life uh, because of a battle with COVID-19. Like I think that is the scenario that every school president realizes would cost them their job, their reputation, and that is really the driving factor. Do I don't you, do you think I'm off base on that or do you think do you think like I feel like and if I was in their shoes, I probably wouldn't be fighting as hard as I am.
0: You don't think it's the um the reported My numbers girl. are anywhere from 10 to 15 in the Big 10? They're not all football yeah. players. With the with the cardiac issues. Yes.
1: With the myocarditis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nicole Arbach think- with The Athletic put out a report too that says, according to a high ranking source within the Big Ten, the conference is aware of at least ten players who have myocarditis.
3: Well, that and that goes to back what Barton was saying in the last episode. You know, there's like, and that's again, I think you can find a doctor to say anything to support yes. your view. But there are doctors who are weighing in saying this isn't Controllable. This isn't manageable. Like, yes, there are 10 with this issue, but we've seen it before as a result of the flu, the common cold, uh, mononucleosis. We've seen it before. We know how to treat it. Now, you have to miss three to six months, which is in those reports too, but you can monitor it. I mean, even, and, and Barton was referencing the uh, PhD from Alabama. Uh, I think it's Matt Ray is his name, yes. right, Barton, I think, yeah. where he was saying, he was even more vocal, like fighting back, saying, whoa, whoa, this is this is not a reason to cancel a season. But I, I totally agree that, like, it, I think this is something that may have been the domino in the last four to five days that terrified them. Well, what if, what if, again, it's what if one of those 10 to 15, or if you had that number rises to 50, that is an awful look. And it mm-hmm. and
2: it and probably gets you fired. So mm-hmm. and, and the the I, I, I'm I'm keep on screwing up. This is the myo, myo is myocarditis it, myocarditis. So the myocarditis issue is it it it, it, it 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 frustrates me again to hear like like I think ultimately the, the uncertainty. Is is really like what what really drove this? To see it sounds like from a lot of the the talking points is just sort of the uncertainty. Like we don't know. Like we're just going to play it safe because we don't know. And again, this frustrates me because they're you know they're not going back to places where they're just automatic. Like still out there wherever they go. Um, this this condition is still going to be out there if they catch it. So, like to me that was that wasn't compelling. It, like I want to hear why they are they are less likely to be able to monitor it and catch it. Um, off off the the football team than on, and and I will say this: like the one point that the Pac-12 made in their statement that I found to be like the only point that that actually caught my attention as one that was compelling and interesting was uh, from their advisors' report. They said it's anticipated over next. Basically, they 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 were unsatisfactory with the number of rapid test results mm, they could get. Yeah. you know, and so like if you're telling me. That you are unable to effectively monitor, test, get those results back prior to competition, prior to those to to uh, the the contacts um, that you're going to make with you know within the sport. That to me is is like a much more reasonable excuse for not playing football than just whatever the the disease is presenting to us. I, like. And then they said that perhaps testing is going to be much more readily available, and rapid testing, more specifically, is going to be much more readily available in the spring. Um, in which case, you know, maybe that creates a, a little bit more of a uh, a possibility. But um, that was like the one point that I noticed that, that actually was like, all right, I could I could I could live with that. Like you tell me, okay, you can't test these guys as effectively as you want to, you can't get the results as as uh, as readily available as you need to to make sure you know everyone is safe. Like, that's, that's a, a talking point I can live with.
0: Coming up on the other side, what's next for those players, those coaches, and those programs that saw their conferences cancel the season for the fall 2020? Next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a
3: thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the
1: weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call five six two three one four four six zero three for more details. Hyundai, there's joy
3: in every journey.
0: So Nebraska uh, comes right out the gates very disappointed, very clear that this was not a unanimous decision. Uh, I thought that there was some interesting comments from Ohio state athletic director, Gene Smith, who it seemed that he was more in favor of a delay more so than an outright cancellation, hoping that maybe you might be able to wait and see how things go check back again, even in into October. But, uh, his quote was the, the, si- the science came at us really fast. Um, you know, in the Pac 12, I don't think that we've seen as much uh, outright reaction. I mean, this was that was much more recently when we hit record. And then, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Jim Harbaugh is just holding practice as we are sitting here with a team spokesman saying, We are allowed to do 20 hours a week. This is just part of what we're allowed to do. So um, I, to, I got a little bit turned off. By trying to turn this into a conference realignment frenzy, but I don't want to stomp on any uh, toes. If that's where y'all want to take this, um, there is there is certainly a lot of questions ahead for players like Justin Fields. You know, some of the top players in the country in terms of what they would want to do. How? how what do y'all think is Go next? To the NFL. <laughs> well, what do y'all think is next for uh, some of these players, some of these programs as they uh, as they continue to move forward?
1: I think the Nebraska thing is really silly. I think Nebraska, which left the Big 12 a few years ago because it was tired of being treated as a lesser than or an other because Texas got special rules, and then joined the Big 10 where it's making $50 million a year, more than it's getting. You can, you can get in the SEC right now, more than you get in the ACC, a lot more than you're getting in the Big 12, more than you're getting in the Pac-12. I'm supposed to believe that Nebraska is going to jeopardize that money and go play in the Big 12 this year and then because you what you think the Big Ten is just gonna be like, Yeah, okay, come on back. We'll give you all this money again. It's cool. You completely just made us look like a-holes in public and went and did this on your own, but sure, we want you back. We need you that badly. This is the same thing as I talked about on the show yesterday. It's the same thing as a politician tweeting, you know, save college football. It does nothing but score brownie points. College football is Nebraska. It's like Nebraska football is the biggest entity in that state. So if you do, if Think of how many people are mad right now that you know we're mad. Everybody in Nebraska is pissed off that football got canceled. It's what their whole year's built around. So if they don't come out and say, "Oh, this is Oh, no, we are, we're we're going to do everything we can. To, we'll find somewhere to play." their fans are going to take it out on them. At least this way, fans can blame Kevin Warren and the big 10 and the rest of the sissies elsewhere in the big 10 for <laughs> taking their football away from them. That's all that that's about. They're not playing football anywhere this fall. And if they do, they're out of the big 10. So if that's the risk they're really willing to take to prove some kind of point, go for it. Strong,
3: yeah. strong. Pardon. <laughs> go ahead. I, I don't How do you
2: counter that? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm not. Look, I mean, the reality though is that, like, they—it's not like like Scott Frost is out here like faking it, like, faking it, like, faking it, like, faking it that he wants to play football. I mean, no, no,
1: it, no. But know, he's like, faking it. No, Scott Frost isn't faking it. But yeah, there's no chance of it happening. And the fact that people are going to treat it like, well, where could Nebraska play this fall instead? That's just a stupid waste of everybody's time because it's not happening.
3: Yeah, you don't. Do you think phone calls will be made? Do you think there are any exploration into it, and it just you find out it's it's unworkable? Yeah, and I'm then Kevin Warren know.
1: calls and says, "Okay, well we're keeping your money. Have fun finding a new conference next year." And See, then but, the phone calls but, hey, in.
2: But here's the thing that I like. That's the that that's where because I saw Dodd talking a lot about, um, you know, tweeting about like the the TV contracts and the, um, the the conference alignments and 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 all you're beholden to all these. Um, these deals isn't there just some level of like all right we're in a pandemic every man for himself like like we'll like if you want to go out and explore that like take the liability with you like you whatever you dig up like fine like i I feel like this is inside this and look you guys you guys understand this the like uh the business like behind the scenes like inside baseball stuff of this much better than I do so feel free to correct me but it just doesn't this feel a little bit like a just a a crazy outlier year where it's like all right like good luck
1: I think that I mean the every man for himself philosophy is precisely why we just had to cancel the college football season because yes there's been way too much every man for himself going on since all of this began and I think so yes because of that Nebraska can take that approach it's just at the end of the day they can say everything they want to say, and they could effort and make the phone calls, but it makes no sense for Nebraska to jeopardize its place in the Big Ten.
2: So so you think that would jeopardize Nebraska's place in the Big Ten? Yes.
1: Yes. If you make the Big Ten look that stupid in front of everybody, especially when you're a relative newcomer to the conference. If Ohio State and Michigan did it, I don't know if the Big Ten is kicking them out. But Nebraska? Yeah. They kick well, but like, I, I did
2: think it was funny. Like, like Jeff Brom was quoted. Like, someone tweet, someone quoted Jeff Brom today, and Jeff Brom was like, "The Big Ten is our home. We will not be pursuing any other games." Like, all right, like is Purdue Purdue. their place. <laughs> know. You know, like well, they're I, not going to go mess around. But, but like Nebraska's got. I mean, Nebraska's got some cachet. Nebraska's got some pull. Like Nebraska, I I, I don't know. I,
0: I do you I, think Nebraska and Ohio State could play an exhibition game on October thirty first? That yeah, seems that, more. That seems more likely than I'm just going to jump reverse, in a and, reverse spring game.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so it would be the fall
0: game. Yeah, or or would you
3: have a uh, potential uh, red day or whatever they call it in Nebraska for their spring game? Would they flip it around and have a exhibition between themselves that they could have the fans? Those, I, I think that seems anything, more likely. Everything is on the table. Yeah, right, I think that's did probably college basketball
1: teams play their own tournament after the tournament got canceled.
0: Uh, uh no. I, but no, that was way, that was way, teams aren't doing it either. That's a lot of, but they weren't pieces. practicing.
1: True, they were uh, what?
0: They were not practicing.
1: College football, yeah, they're not going to be playing exhibition games, guys. We can, I, I mean, maybe I'm going to look like a complete moron, and I don't this think is they are. Gonna I, I, no, but like, it's I don't, not going to happen.
2: I'm sitting here like I'm not going. I'm not sitting here saying it's going to happen. Like I know it's far fetched. I get it. I just, I guess, I just my my perspective is more about like, I. Given, I you know Chip like has conversations with like John Swafford and stuff, like interviews him and like he's like you know this stuff better than I do, but like th- like my like from my perspective that Kevin Warren would just be like you know furious in Nebraska trying to go get theirs in a time when he said no to you're not know, gonna play under our umbrella, like it, it that strikes me as almost like pretty callous, it, for a for a program that's basically trying to like revive the the local economy in some way like that that just I am only saying that I'm not saying they're gonna find anything, but it's it seems plausible that they will be you know, they'll they'd be able to go have some conversations and dig something up. Maybe he's gonna go back to the AAC and just win another national championship.
1: But <laughs> we all have a boss, right? Yep. If our boss tells us we can't do something or we're not doing something, and then we go do it without our boss's permission, what's our boss gonna do to us? Fire our ass. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What but unless there's a better opportunity, then we
3: would be willing to take on that risk. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Nebraska has that opportunity. Exactly. That's the problem. Exactly. Well,
1: all
3: right, because so, right, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I thought that's what you were going to say. And I kind of that's what I deep down believe is it's just logistically it's a nightmare. All right. So if it's logistically impossible for the teams to realign, what about the players? Because wh- who's to say a Justin Field says, you know what? I don't necessarily want to wait till the spring. I've got the NFL draft, but I don't want to skip a season. I love football. I want to play for a championship. Who's to say he couldn't transfer to LSU or what? Pick your program mm-hmm. that, that is actually playing and say, "Well, I'm gonna. I'm see you later, Ohio State. Like I love you guys, but I can't play." I mean, I think the NCAA would have to grant them yes. immediate eligibility. Now, the the issue that crops up with that is you transfer. And you wait, and then the SEC or ACC shuts down, and then you're transferred. But I guess you're in the same boat, and then you just say, to your point, Tom, go play in the NFL. Uh, yeah.
0: but those start of classes, the time to register, like that's the only thing that you're working against, I checked, right?
3: I checked Ohio State, Michigan, but those two, because they were just the easiest to Google, are not yet. It's right. like August 27th and August 31st. Technically, they haven't But the time's classes. ticking. So you were saying, what's to yeah. stop
0: them? And it's just the eligibility requirements of being able to get somewhere and get enrolled in a fall semester?
1: Although I do think LSU would figure out a way to sneak him in if he's a little past <laughs> yeah. the deadline. So <laughs> I,
2: so. I thought this seemed far-fetched. Um, and and I was talking to a – for just a totally separate – just like a, 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 a Big Ten personnel director. I was just texting with them uh, yesterday uh, randomly. And he brought this up without me asking. He was like, I was like, you guys think you have a season? He was like, or, or I was like, sort of like, what's the, you know, what's the vibe in the building or something? He said, man, the only thing I'm scared about is if we don't have a season, I'm our roster is going to get raided. And that was surprising to me. I, I, that, that doesn't, because like kind of what what you guys are alluding to, like it just seems like tough to pull off, like tight window, teams have scholarship restrictions already, um, you know, it, it, but I think that's a, a real fear and I agree with Danny in that like if if a kid does want to transfer how do you say how do you not rule him eligible I don't know that that feels like it's that's a hard hard case
1: to make You no know, you have to let him go if a kid wants to transfer I mean but like the thing is I'm just not convinced they're going to have a place to transfer to because like a guy like Justin Fields, if the SEC and the ACC do play, Justin Fields can transfer anywhere he wanted to. If he wanted to a school, will gladly bring him on. But a lot of players, they're not going to be open spots available to them. And a lot of those players who typically would might transfer, you know, would transfer the G five route. Well, most G five, you know, we've already seen a couple G five conferences cancel their season. We're probably going to see more because you know they've. It's, it's 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 I feel like it's much easier for them to cancel their season whether they want to than it is It's a much easier decision anyway for them than it is for power five so I think that we're looking at a situation where the ACC and the SEC are going to be the only possible options to transfer to and Those are pretty talented teams already And I don't know how much room they're going to have for as many transfers as they might, you know want to be coming there
0: AAC come on You can come be a superstar Right sure. Now. This is
1: the AAC's chance to finally join the Power Five. My right.
0: beloved USF Bulls. Go, Pirates. let's go. We- Jeff Scott actually tweeted. Jeff Scott actually tweeted
2: a, a graphic. Uh, you know, ACC, um, Big Twelve, SEC, AAC, the Power Four, something like that. <laughs> so he's on board. He wants. He wants in, baby. <laughs>
3: And a, I think he just had a baby too, didn't he? Yeah, he's a guy. Still yeah. had time to send out that graphic. I love yeah. it. <laughs>
0: hey, Cle- at Clemson South, we know what we're doing. We're building a champion. Uh, <laughs> all right. Danny, or any, any sort of final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, I guess it,
3: I guess I, I look at it. I'm like, all right, what does the calendar say now? Like, how long can the SEC, ACC, how, how long can they do this? And then I keep going back to imagine the fortitude that they're going to have to have to power through this because now without the big 10 and pac 12, now you're even more on an Island and who knows what the big 12 is going to do, but they really, you, I think you do need each other. Like, so I hope there's those conversations like, Hey, you in, are you you still in? And if one of them folds the cards and, you know, throws in the hand, I think it's done. And then the other thing tells like that. When I look at the landscape of sports, I look at major league baseball. Their first week of the season, they had a massive outbreak on the Marlins. And there were people saying, this is why you can't play. This is why you can't play. And they made it through it. And then they had another outbreak. And people are like, this is why you can't play. This is why you can't play. And they're still there. Now, baseball, Major League Baseball, professional athletes making millions, millions of dollars at stake, they can weather that storm. Even if the SEC, ACC, Big 12 do start, I'm kind of with you guys. I don't think they can weather the storm of the criticism they would take with the outbreaks that are most likely going to come. They, you can say they're not, you know, the risk is there. Whatever, we're going to protect the risk. I mean, there, there are 28 other baseball teams that have zero COVID tests. There could be a 100 programs with zero, you know, very low tests, you know, positive tests, but they get that one school that has 30, 40, and it's, it's done. Yeah, so we're already I, I down to like 70. Frame.
0: Yeah, we're already down to like 75 going in the fall. Right, right, so. right. My <laughs> bad.
3: Yeah, so yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. out of those, I just don't, I don't know. So I I'm, I guess it gives us something to talk about for another few weeks. I would love to see them attempt it. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't say that lightly. Like I don't think, it, I don't want it to be lab rats. I want them to do it as cautiously as possible. But I guess I'm more statistically driven of the risk is extremely low that that worst case is going to happen. But I understand why you would say that one, you know, that half a percent, whatever the percentage is, isn't worth it.
0: Tom Barton, final words.
1: (sighs) That's all I got left.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm, I'm just mad that we didn't get a big 10
1: wind totals pod in. We tried. All crashing down. <laughs> this, why did we, we should have recorded it on Saturday when the we wind found totals him.
2: came up, when did they come out, when did they come out?
1: i Was like Friday, Friday. I think. Yeah. We, and we were too we selfish a, we to give a, up our weekend. We should we have done right. like a
2: midnight Friday night wind totals pod. Just get it in. Uh.
0: Just, just so we could have had uh, a lock unity on, uh, on the Rutgers being under under <laughs> one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have been all in on <laughs> Rutgers under one in year one for uh for Greg Schiano. I'm uh I don't know. Do y'all I
1: if I hate this so much.
0: Yeah, it stinks tough i guess the we'll have uh we'll have uh you know we'll continue to follow this we'll also start to get real creative we might need to lean on the listeners for some uh so the mailbag is open
1: boy <laughs> it is
0: open remember that uh barton a&m and Fernelli tech and the cpu all came about from a mailbag question you know that's true so we, we, we can really lean on these listeners. Can a show
2: for us, please?
0: <laughs> Any, a, all the Georgia questions that I've left in the mailbag, we're coming for them. <laughs> we'll do a Georgia month. Uh, and, uh-huh. uh, of course, we're keeping our eyes on the Big 12 as they continue to meet this week. I, I've got no real sense or prediction. I just almost hope they kick the can so that we can chill out for After the rest of the night off
1: yes. i'd like to go make dinner but i keep worrying about getting that text From <laughs> we need john at five yeah. okay we love you randy <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can follow him on twitter at barton simmons you can follow him at tom Fernell. you can follow him at danny cannell you can follow me at chip underscore patterson gentlemen thank you very much thank you can
1: It is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. If I rule the world. You to bring you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.